Uh, we need better preamble this week. We have nothing worth using yet. I know. Talked about fucking disease. That was a bust. I talked about Andrew WK, a topic I normally have a weird amount of passion for. That fucking sucked. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I'm so passionate about Andrew WK. Maybe I like the fact he's out there, but I. I don't know. Well, he's always. He's been partying this whole time. He had to kind of settle down and make another song at this point. <laughs> yeah, stop partying to make another song about partying. The Andrew WK yeah. story. Yeah. Well, he was also recording those uh, uh, five-second films, if you remember that YouTube channel. Sure. He showed up on a few episodes of those. Yeah, I, uh, he is apparently surprisingly okay about, like, if you message him, be like, hey, will you guest on this thing? If it's convenient, he will fucking show up. Apparently, like the the, the number of like things he's been like, like yeah, you you want to you want to make fun of me on this thing? I'll voice myself. Really? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's funny. Okay. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's done that. Uh, he was on Five Second Films. He was also on uh, Hot Pepper Gaming at some point. If you he, remember that channel? He voiced himself in the Cyanide and Happiness episode that contained him. Really? It was some cap. It was some like uh, what was it? Captain Planet thing where like by the powers of um, partying combined, you summon Andrew WK. Huh. It was pretty good. Andrew WK showed up. Like, well, they summoned him, and he like talked about partying in moderation, then headbutted a keg in half or something like that. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 89. First podcast of 2018. And Second. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you guys are First one before. you've been on. First one I've been Well, the world revolves around me, so clearly this is the first one. But yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Jeff went so far in the last podcast to not call any podcast he's not on not a real Wicked Awesome cast, so... I'm wow. enjoying stoking the flames of this feud between you two. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. I didn't realize that's how that's how he felt. I didn't realize Jeff felt that way. I, All right. I understand. It's I, okay. I, I, I'm probably putting some words in his mouth, but I'm okay doing that because it amuses me. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I mean, it's okay to record with him. Dude, you didn't hear? He said you're a fucking asshole and he hates recording with you. What? Yeah, is that what you're doing? Is that the the loss of translation between there? I wouldn't go that far, but that's <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I think Jeff's podcasts are equally fun, and I'm not judging. Man, this that's friendly right. circle jerk. I need to end this. <laughs> Getting a little too chummy on this podcast, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Go Getting fucker. too chummy. Here, here's a knife. Start a knife fight. Let's go. I provided these knives for a reason. Why is no one using them? <laughs> uh, but yes, episode 89. My first episode, Charlie's second episode, of course. And of course, I am joined by Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak. Yo. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah, we appear to be trying out an alternating pattern format for the time being of Jeff on one week, you on the other week, so... Yeah, we'll see how that we'll we'll see what that winds up being. Yeah, so tell Jeff that uh, this week's episode is the good episode, and then if you want to get a nice like casual meh episode, you can listen to Jeff's episodes. Yeah. 
I am down with this feud. <laughs> As someone who recently was like, I want to go drink beer on my new porch and huck the can- empties into my uh, neighbor's lawn to start an old-fashioned feud, I- I- I'm down with this. You're down with this? Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, yeah, we'll get into that because there's some good news we got yeah, today. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't know how much we've talked about it on the podcast at this point, but I have finally bought a house and it has a porch I can drink beer on and a garage and stuff. I yes, uh, SWS is a new home. It's called Charlie's Garage. Yeah. Well, like it's a really cool looking garage. I remember you oh, showed yeah, the I, pictures. It's great. The the owner of it, like I guess, used it as a band practice space, so the garage is already soundproofed and shit, which is nuts. But it's not the only reason I bought the place. But it's like, hey, cool, perfect. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaking cool. Like yeah. I saw that. I think that's a pretty good perk. It'll be great for recording stuff down the line. I actually I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I. This is me addressing the lack of content. It will be back once. Like, literally half my gear is currently in the road case it lives around. And, like, it's like, oh, I should move that over soon. Yeah, I should. Ah. How'd, uh, how'd your uh, old apartment manager take it that you're heading out? I. They don't know yet, because I'm not moving out till next month, probably. Ah, okay. We have some repairs we have to make on the other. I guess we'll just get into it. I. So, like, we've talked. I. We talk about every once in a while my background, like despite me being more of a desk jockey these days, this isn't like roadie work and stuff like that. But as mm-hmm. a result, it's like me being like, I can fix that. I can fix that. I can fix that. So I once again own fucking power tools and I'm like slowly fixing a house. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll be the first to admit I've been a desk jockey all my life and I would have no idea where to start with that stuff. Other yeah. Other than call someone. Yeah, I... I, I I am poor but rich in things that could chop arms off right now. Mm. I trade I I traded in some of my gold for power tools and I'm like yeah fucking yes. I'm gonna table saw again. I'm gonna build me some cabinets. Are you running around like Tim Allen just going more power? Oh, 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 oh. Unlike Tim Allen, I'm good at what I do. Ah, touche. Yeah, I. Well, yes. Yeah, so for those who like to have a mental image of me. Like, now flip on its head and have me, like, standing there doing precise measurements and working with wood, being like, hmm, this dovetail. I enjoy the artistry of it, but how structural will it hold up? Well, because it's a dovetail, but the box data will get me just as much as I need as well. <laughs> Those are all woodworking terms. Real ones, yeah. oddly enough. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, the construction. Yeah, that too. That's my response. <laughs> I, I literally said, since last podcast, I spent an entire day letting contractors come in and tell me how much they were going to co- charge me to do stuff. Like, I this is the issue. I make I, I, I make just enough money, and I have a job that takes up just enough of my time. It's like, I don't want to have to rewire an entire house. I could. Yeah. But I don't want to. So you're calling some people for outside stuff for it? Yeah, I, yes. Okay. California also has a lot more rules that I'm not sure I want to fuck with. Ah, yeah, no, they're sticklers for that stuff. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I own a house now. It's kind of awesome and fun. But on the more video gamey and relevant topic, I have reached the um, Mist of Pandera in uh, what you call it, a uh, World of Warcraft. How do you like it? I like it. I 
I really hated Cataclysm. Yeah, Cataclysm was a pain in the ass. I so here's the issue. I didn't hate Cataclysm for the reasons I think I'm supposed to hate Cataclysm. I think Catac- I hated Cataclysm because dragons and WoW are lame. What? They're not cool. What are you talking about? I, there are some really cool dragons in uh, World of Warcraft. I don't think so. Uh, you haven't met Chromie yet. I I think I have. I, it's more they're like, oh, dragons are these wise, mystic old things. And I'm like, eh. I've played enough Monster Hunter to know dragons aren't that wise or cool. I, I, I guess I hate the idea of mystic dragons and the whole dragon flight thing. That they have in WoW, it's like, oh, it's these factions of dragons. You mean okay. dragons? No, it's the black dragons versus the yellow dragons versus the red dragons versus the blue dragons. Are dragons racist? I don't think they're racist. I think they just kind of have their own special flights that specialize in stuff. Like... Yeah, yeah, I guess the whole flight thing is what I don't like. Where it's like, no, you're fucking dragons. Oh, no, these ones control time. No, yeah. that's stupid. It's a dragon. Like, did I just kill a shit? Oh, those were worms or wyverns. What's the difference? Oh, they're not real dragons. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, I've actually liked the... I, I used to like the dragon aspect story, but um, I'll, just so you know, if it makes you feel better, uh, you completed Cataclysm, right? Uh, I don't think I technically completed Cataclysm. I got to level what eighty five and went right to Mister Pandera. I didn't. I don't think I finished anything. It's probably a better move. But um, in the in the end raid for Cataclysm, in order to finish defeating Deathwing, all the like powerful dragon aspects lose their powers. So yeah. there are no more dragon flights moving forward. Yeah, except for the select few still in it. Yeah. So here's my issue. Like Deathwing's a cool idea. It's a giant badass dragon. Oh, it's part of the black dragon flight. They're all evil and shit. Well, not necessarily evil exactly. at first. It's just he went rogue and corrupted some of the his fellow black dragons. Yeah, like I, it, it's one of those things. Where I'm like, can I just be fighting a giant badass dragon that like is on the side of bad? No, it's got other stuff going on. I don't care about that. Like, the, the better story of Cataclysm is there's this giant fuck-off badass dragon that's causing a giant, like, environmental disaster. Okay, cool. And other... Nope, you could have stopped right there. Like, thrall up on a cliff overlooking the ocean, casting lightning spells to stop the world from ending because a dragon's fucking shit up? Fucking cool. You don't need to make it more than that. I I like the whole who the dragon guy was. In fact, you're gonna run into some more black dragons in the future. I know. You just got into mist. Especially yeah. you just got into mist. I, I it may also be I find all the locations in Cataclysm just boring. It's like, oh, you're in this like under the earth thing. Yay! Actually, we. You know what's funny about that? Well, you haven't gotten that far ahead, but there there are hints of the old gods inside that area. I don't care about the old gods. Like I, I think we talked about this some last week. Actually, like it's, I think Northrend is cool 
because it's a tangible concept. It's not some like you versus God. It's like no, this guy's a big bad. Like it's got it's got a good theme to it. Like as much as I enjoy old gods and my like Lovecraftian literature and stuff like that, I don't uh-huh. like it when it's like oh suddenly the old gods are a problem. Like they've been asleep. Eh, like when we were playing Secret World. There was some old god shit in there, but it's also like, nah, the world's just kind of terrible, and like there's remnants everywhere. Humans are the worst. Stop summoning demons. Huh. Yeah, I, it's. I, I will fully admit, I'm not sure I care about any Warcraft lore, post Warcraft three or stuff that's tied into Warcraft three, because I think that's when it got real bad. I don't. I mean, there are suspicions about the old gods not necessarily being asleep, but just working from the shadows. I know we've killed a few of the old gods, but yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think they're necessarily like asleep. I mean, you see remnants of a current one, sure. Like in some of the current, exp- like even actually through Cataclysm. Um, I forget what part. Um, uh, the Twilight Highlands has remnants of, like, an old god in part of that as well. In fact, they're thinking this new expansion is actually going to be a lot more about the old gods eventually. Yeah, so, I... Better get used to it. Yeah, I... I, I don't know. It's, it's, I also kind of... I think thinking back on MMOs and stuff like that, like, I like... I like Northrend because it's got a cohesive feel to it. It's zombie Vikings. It's got kind of this nice... It's it's the frozen throne, like it's got a time and a place, and like yeah, Mist of Pandera also the same way, Cataclysm, except for the goblin part, not so much. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think it's more. I really liked Northrend and going from North like Northrend, the expansion. I wanted to spend a lot more time in. Yeah to Cataclysm where it's like, oh, I don't care about any of this shit. Well, yeah, if you go, I mean, Wrath was such a beautiful expansion, period. Like, it was, it was a phenomenal expansion, phenomenal raids, but to go from, like, Wrath to, like, Cataclysm, I can kind of see how that's kind of shitty. Well, just from, like, a questing standpoint, like, it, in, in Wrath, I'm, like, fucking helping their off-brand Thor get the band back together and hanging out with Frost Giants and hunting down, like, Vikings in the dungeons or, like, weird all the stuff kind of felt thematically on par and then you've got cataclysm where it starts off i'm like okay i'm fucking helping it druids and now i'm under the crust of the earth and like thrall showed up for a second to be like hey yo go under the ocean go into that whirlpool do it i'm thrall yeah, and, and did you ever do? Because uh, I know you already are you still in Kata or are you already leveled out? Of nah, Kata? I'm just trying to power through levels at this point. I, I'm starting to feel myself wane on that game a little bit, and it's like I, I don't know where I'm going with that game at this point because I'm really curious about like what WoW is at this point at high level. At the same time, it's got kind of the destiny. Like, I wish it had the Destiny thing going on where it's like, no, like if you like hanging out in the Pandera land, just go do shit there. Don't level through it. But at the same time, I like the fact that the leveling system kind of forces you through a story of it. I, 
it's weird. They haven't adjusted old zones to match how fast you level now. So you like you miss out on giant chunks of that story and stuff you might want to do because the game really does try and force you to the end as just as fast as possible. Yeah, well, that's one of the changes they're making with the new patch in uh, 7.3.5. Yeah. They're making it so you can essentially complete a zone or complete like a, a I guess, what do you call it? Uh, an expansion leveling area. Yeah. And just, you can actually go through the whole thing and it scales with your level. So, yeah. I don't think they should change how the vanilla areas work, but they should definitely do that for the expansions. Maybe not Burning well, Crusade because Burning Crusade kind of sucks, but. Well, that's that, how, the way they're doing it now, from my understanding, is uh, the first 1 through 60 are all the old zones. And the thing is, every zone scales from 1 to 60, so you don't have to go yeah, I don't, in a specific I, that, order. I, that's just it. Like, I think, uh, again, to get my old kind of old man Charlie kind of reminiscing about old WoW, there was a sense of travel in WoW that's not in WoW anymore because you had, like, you had to go from place to place. You saw more stuff. And I think in the vanilla areas, you need to keep that because there are good and bad parts. Like, there's something to be, something to be said like, oh, I'm fucking done with Crater. Oh, thank fucking God. I can get out of here. I can go, I can go to Silthid or whatever it's called. Like, I can get out of this place with these goddamn stealth dinosaurs. <laughs> like, I think well, that's... put it like that. <laughs> I, it, it sucked. But I think there's like I I enjoy the kind of unevenness of the one to sixty. I think all the expansion stuff should do the scaling thing because like I, I want I, I genuinely want to spend more time in Northrend. I will want to spend more time in Pandaria. I have no fucking interest in Cataclysm ever going back there except maybe to do some street maybe to do some like we hit this raid because we're now overpowered and can two man it. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to go back in some ways, and I don't want there to be a reason to. But at the same time, like it's the they have they have good and bad expansions. Just let me play the good and bad expansions. Hmm. I don't know. I, maybe it's because I played through them when they were at Con. Yeah, but there are a few that are great. Like I love Wrath. Cataclysm was all right. I liked Mist a lot. Uh, fucking hated Warlords. So have fun with that one when you get to there. See, I'm excited for Warlords because I like Orc lore, and that thing seems to be very heavy Orc lore. It is, but it's like really shitty lore. Like, not or- Orc lore is cool, but God, the Warlords of Draenor is just fucking terrible. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It seems like I've got, I seem to get through kind of an expansion every couple of weeks, but I seem to be slowing down because I. I'm having the fucking hardest time finding a class to play that I like. Are you still trying to figure it out? <sighs> yeah, I I like Death Knight. I I like Warlock still. I I still enjoy my Hunter. I I started playing a Shaman like that. That class is fucking weird now. Mm. Like it, it that class is three fucking classes and it's kind of okay. Like the, the specialization in that talent system now is interesting and off-putting. Like one of those specializations is mage, one of them's healer, and one of them is like, yeah, you're kind of a tank class now. 
Well, that was the thing. Like there were rumors that shamans were gonna have a tank spec. Well, they have like a melee of, uh, spec now, which is fucking weird. They've always had a melee spec. Yeah, but it was mixed in with the other stuff back when I was playing. Yeah, it still is. You still have like you still can do like lightning bolt stuff and all that stuff as well. Uh, like, they took a lot like... of the spells that's now kind of like melee strikes. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's like playing my death knight, and I'm like, what the shit? Huh. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. No, I, I I remember it, ha- it still has a lot of element stuff to it from what I recall currently. But yeah, it's but it's uh, like your your bread and butter with it now is like stone strike where you're, you're hitting something. Like it's it is a melee class all of a sudden with like melee class shit going on. You have a new gauge called your like maelstrom or something. I don't know what the oh, fuck. Oh, ma- yeah, maelstrom energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's different. It used to be just mana. Yeah. Yep. Enough about WoW though. We'll get back to doing videos for that soon enough. I, I'm also getting back into Warframe, I guess. Like it's with all the depressing Destiny news out there, I'm think I'm think I'm done for the foreseeable future on Destiny until something really changes. And as a result, I'm playing Warframe for my loot grinding needs. <laughs> I again, like my issue with that game is I can't quite find the frame, which is the class system for that game, that I really enjoy playing. I like Frost a lot. I I like I like Nyx a lot. Like like no one of them does exactly what I want it to do though, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh huh. But I don't know. I progression in that game's kind of weird too. Yeah. What have you? Well, I know. Oh, sorry. I know Frost is one of the big melee specs too. So Frost is actually not a bad one. Uh Frost is cool. It's got a bubble shield as well. Like it's. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, the ones I like have abilities I want to use. Like it's the, I'm thinking about going back to Excalibur or something just because it's like it's good offense, good defense, and it's simple. Mm. And I just want to fucking go. But then that gets boring because it's like, eh, I wish it did more. But I don't know. Mm. I am picky. Yeah. Well, so what have you been up to? Uh, well, playing more WoW. I've actually been, speaking of, like, class changes and things like that, um, I've actually been playing a lot of Warlock recently. And uh, I think I've kind of taken to a liking to it. And I, I, I think, because, uh, you know, the new expansion for WoW is sometime around the corner. I mean, obviously, we still have months from now. But, like, I think I'm going to jump into Warlock, like, as the my main coming forward, which is weird because ever since Burning Crusade, I've always played a melee class. So, be it you know, rogue or monk or even now, you know, demon hunter. So kind of an interesting change up in, in terms of play and all that stuff, but something I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. mainly on the wow side, but that's been mainly my wow stuff there. Um, I kind of stepped away from destiny. I, I, I can see what the, you know, when you were talking about it a while ago, that it's just kind of, and it's, it's settling into that right now. Like I, I don't have the big urge to jump on. I think the last time I jumped in, um, I don't know if you saw they had that bug. Uh, I think I forget what the was it mayhem mode or whatever they called it, the PvP mode where your cooldowns just come up super yeah, fast. Mayhem. Did you did you see they had Void Warlocks broken in that? It's still they still kind of are. It still has that bug. I don't think the bug has been fixed. <laughs> but it only worked in that one mode because you no, it fast. worked in all PvP modes, kind of. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
Also, well, no. Explain the bug some. Okay, so the bug is, it's in this mode, is you, you uh, as a Void Warlock, you switch over to the grenade where you charge it, and you can throw it, but it's like a powered-up grenade, and it uses your super energy to charge it. Yep. So there was this bug where you could hold the grenade to charge it, and then use your super, and it would throw your super and count it as a grenade. But not necessarily, like, remove the cooldown. Or, or you wouldn't get put on cooldown. So you could chuck Void Supers like grenades like crazy. And that was it. It was just total fucking chaos. Because you just had so many void grenades flying across the map. But uh, I do remember the... I don't know if you saw the tweet when they talked about it. And they said, yeah, we know it's a bug. But uh, we'll, we'll look into it next year. So that was around the winter holiday. Yeah. Like, we'll fix it next year. And they're like, oh, and I mean, since it is our bad, you know, we're not going to ban people for using it. So all you saw in PvP maps was... Chucking grenades of death from Void Warlocks. Yeah. Which, I, I think they're just kind of lazy about it, because I know a few weeks before you had the laser tag gun that was, like, one-shotting people super quick. I forget what it was called. It's the equivalent to... It's the fire equivalent to the, uh, to the ice beam that charges. Yeah. Yeah, the solar lens or whatever it's called. Yes, that's what it was. But yeah, people are just like, yeah, well, it's just laser tag at this point in PvP. See, I was down with that week because it was dumb and fun. I agree, and everyone had access to it. Yeah, I... I... Oh, yeah. I, I do think it was great because uh, I guess some guy had made a post on Reddit that uh, he said he would eat his hat or socks or something stupid if uh, the first exotic they had for sale yep. on Sir. Was that beam? Yep. And Destiny was like, what's up, bro? And then they made it that weapon for the yep. weekend. I... Bungie occasionally is self-aware on that stuff. But we're going to talk more about them actually later in our news segment because they got out there and were like, here's what we're doing with the future of Destiny 2. I... I... It... It's so fucking weird talking about Destiny 2 for me at this point because I... I... I think I've come around on that game. We're like, no, I actually don't like it that much. Like, Mm. There are some things in Destiny 1 I think were bad choices they made in Destiny 2. Yeah. I've, I, that's a lot. I've been hearing a lot about that as well. Like, it's people in general just kind of saying, like, they took all the bad stuff from Destiny 1 and brought it to Destiny 2. I wouldn't go that far. Like, there's some better stuff. I, I, As someone who really loves how Bungie makes shotguns, the fact that shotguns, sniper rifles, and fusion rifles got pushed to heavy weapons... I think was a really big mistake. I, I think it's they listened to the wrong comment, which was, "Oh hey, it's like we want elemental primaries." Mm. I never had a big issue with it being a, with the not elemental primaries. Like this was before your time, but like in the original raids of Destiny, the big point of raids was you got elemental primaries. I thought that was a super awesome system. Like it was this like. Hey, these things are fucking powerful. Yeah. And you have to work to get them. Now it's like, oh, you just get the elemental versions of shit. I I like I the weapon system in Destiny 1 had problems. Mm. I thought it was better than Destiny 2. Like it could have used more variety in the different kind of subtypes, but it was better than what we have now. It was a hell of a lot more fun to play with and like 
I, I get that it made PvP hard to balance, but at the same time, it's like to, to invoke Warframe for a second. Warframe has PvP. The Does develop it it, it's had it for a while, but the developers have also been out there saying like we're not balancing for PvP. It exists because you guys asked about it, but we have no interest in making this a uh, competitive viability. Like it's it's not the point of our game. Our game is an RPG technically. It's PVE. We have PvP. Broken PvP builds are going to be broken PvP builds. We can't make a game that does both. Huh. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. You I, know exactly what you're getting into at that yeah. point. Like, and like, I think some of those solutions are they have, like, loadouts. Like, and it's the thing Destiny pushed up. It's like, have loadouts in PvP. Don't have, like, basically make it a Halo multiplayer instead of Destiny. It's like, oh, we want you to use your gear. We don't maybe want to use our gear in competitive. Like, have mayhem mode. Mayhem is great. Make mayhem mayhem. But, like, if you can give us good PvP at the sacrifice of us having exactly the guns we have, I think we'd be okay with that. Mm. Yeah, I... It's such a weird topic, because I was super like, fucking, yeah, more Destiny, and now I'm like, eh, Destiny. Yeah, I remember... I remember all the hype from last year. Yeah, because Destiny One was in a really good spot when it ended, and yeah, I yeah, Destiny Two is the reason there'll never be a World of Warcraft Two. Ah, because you just don't do that; it's bad. Yeah, well, they just keep adding expansions. Yeah, they upgrade everything internally anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's what they should have done. With Destiny? Yeah. Like that, That's true. Some people claim this wasn't the plan. I, depending on who you talk to. Like, the original plan I think people got sold on was you'd buy Destiny 1, and then, like, you'd have, like, they kept, they, they put out, like, big DLC every, like, 13 months or something. I For 10 years. I They were gonna MMO it, I guess, was the idea. But who the fuck knows? Huh. Well, it would have been nice if they did something like that, but I don't think they... I don't know. Did, they didn't upgrade anything drastically between 1 and 2, did they? Uh, the graphics are a lot better. Okay. Well, then, yeah, if they do a big graphics overhaul, I can see that. But even then, WoW's upgraded their graphics over the last couple of years, but they've had over 10 years to do it, so... Maybe yeah. that's the difference. How long is Destiny 1 around? Three years. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know. That's a little... But then again, I mean, this is coming from, you know, MMO, like, wow, compared to a first-person shooter like Destiny. I, I would challenge it with... Uh, I'm not going to play Armchair Developer for too much longer, but, like, it's dumb... St not dumb stuff, but, like, uh, that game launched on the PS3 and the Xbox 360 as well, uh -huh. and they were kind of providing comparable content for a long time, but the final chunk of Destiny 1 wasn't available, and it looked fucking good. Ah. I think anyone who's like, oh, it looks better because we ditched it's like, no, you could have ditched that stuff and made the existing game look better. Like, And, like, old zones looking shitty, fine. Whatever. Yeah. Which makes sense, because even now in WoW, that was the same thing. Yeah. It was a lot of the old zones just kind of looked, you know, old. I mean, you kind of don't see a lot of the original vanilla stuff anymore because when they did Cataclysm, they re redid all the continents. 
So. Yeah. But, eh, I can see that doing it, something like that, maybe. That's how they just changed the internal game, but that took a couple of years to make it anyway, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. It is what it is now with Destiny, but I've kind of just taken a break from it. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably go back when the next expansion drops. I, I'm not feeling the grind. I, like, I just kind of left my PC characters too. I'm like, eh, I should level you up more, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't think I've hit Fuck 25 it. all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm at like at 24. And I'm just like, uh, not really that interested. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with Destiny. Been playing a lot of WoW, of course, and I know we're going to talk more about it when we get into it, but. Check it out, the Overwatch League, which is fucking great to watch. Yeah. And then I was, uh, it was funny because I was watching it. Uh, oh, my girlfriend Mandy was making dinner uh, last night, or we're getting stuff settled in, and I showed her the stream, and I was like, "Those guys are getting paid at least sixty-five grand a year salary from just playing that right now." She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, they're, they're it's a real thing. Like they're treating them like actual, like athletes, kind of thing." Like, I was telling her about the thing a couple years ago where some League of Legends players got uh, visas, like the ones that they give the Olympics or whatever, or the Olympians. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know if you remember that story a couple years ago. No, I don't think so. Yeah, they were giving out League of Legends players fucking the same visas that Olympic athletes would be getting. Oh, yeah, and there was some problems with it. Yeah, but that was, uh, I was telling her, like, that's just, just kind of the thing now. Like, it's getting bigger and bigger. So yeah. I was watching some Overwatch League and got a chance to watch that and that was a lot of fun i mean obviously you have your teams already and i i, I from their post yesterday i can gather that you are a boston uprising fan uh for the sake of it being a boston team yes ah. uh the the houston outlaws i think have the best colors houston outlaws has some pretty good colors i think the la valiant colors are kind of crap all, but... all the la teams look like shit <laughs> ah, but we play like fucking monsters uh, we'll get into this later. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Overwatch League, and then of course, you know, doing a little stuff here and there uh, on WoW. Except working the Warlock. That's just the video game stuff. On the personal life of things, uh, Manny and I have kind of started, you know, eating a little more healthier right now. So doing that right now, that's happy. I've kind of, this year, decided to go to work in a more positive attitude. Style. What does that is something mean? New? I like. It's very easy to be cynical in my line of work. If you've ever watched the IT crowd, sure. that is very much accurate. And so I kind of decided to kind of go in a little, a little more happy about things. But trying to put a positive spin on it. Yeah, you know, it. We kind of ran with that whole New Year, New Me thing a little bit, but not like posting it around. Hey, New Year, New Me. Yeah, like I just kind of wanted to be a little more positive at work. So, because it, I, I, it's very easy to be cynical, because there are users who will drive you into the ground really quick. But uh, overall, like it's just that's just that's the other thing I've ended up to is be a little more happy about things. Not a bad goal at the end of the day, really. No, no, not at all. I mean, even if it's just for my sake. Oh, and of course, like sleep. That's another good one. Oh, but yeah. So other than that, I mean, it's been pretty just kind of chill with me right now. Mainly doing little things on the sidelines, streaming back up pretty soon again. Like, that's another thing I'm starting to kind of jump into again. Sleep I did take a big week. break. <laughs> I like getting six hours of sleep consistently right now. It's kind of nice. Yeah, six hours all out. Yeah. But, uh, 
yeah, other than that, just uh, trying to play it cool right now this year. There? Yeah. Does that mean it's time for news? I think it's time for news. The first, the first, uh, the what the hell is the name of that sound effect? I don't even know what it's called, but first one of 2018. Yeah, news ticker or something. There you go. That works. So we actually got news this week, and I did a really shitty job of organizing it, so bear with us as we muddle through it some. Uh, in some ways, though, the biggest news this week came out of Nintendo. Oh, yeah, because they had that uh, that mini direct, right? Did you watch that thing? I didn't get a chance to, but I saw like they announced like Dark Souls and some of yeah, shit like we'll, that. Yeah, we'll do a rundown on it. Uh, so uh, as part of this mini direct, they have announced that the world ends with you, Final Remix, why... Uh, Yes, eight. Um, Lacrimosa of Donna, um, Hyrule Warriors, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, and Dark Souls Remastered will all be coming to a Switch platform near you. Uh-huh. Uh, all of these are re-releases of previous games or remasterings of previous games. Uh, if you're curious about Hyrule Warriors, you can go watch our video where Jim kind of is broken in half by that vid- game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on that, uh, in that same thing, they announced that SNK's fighting game women, they're doing kind of a all-star cast and they're making a game for it called SNK Heroines Tag Team Battle. The direct implied, maybe it's kind of Smash Brotherly, but it's not totally clear. Hmm. And on top of that, it's been announced that, uh, this is what I find kind of the most confusing. Payday 2 is coming to the Switch. Why Payday 2? I mean, granted, it's good to see that they're still around and they got stuff going on, but... I... Yeah, I, dude, I, I don't know. It's like, just... where do you even go with that? That game's been out for how many years now? I, It's popular. It's It does That's well true. enough, I think. Like, I like the concept behind it. Yeah. Well, it's still getting DLC even now. Well, yeah, it's it went free to play a couple years back and that seemed to be the right move for it. Yeah. Yeah, no. I Yeah, so as part of this release on the Switch, there's going to be some new heist or something like that or some like new gameplay mode as part of that and there's a new character that's got some LED mask thing going on and hacker abilities or hacker weapons. I don't know, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, I but probably the biggest news out of all of this is there's a new Mario Tennis coming to the Switch. That's right. And it's not <laughs> some, like, bullshit sports tie-in Mario Tennis. It's a real Mario Tennis with a story mode. What? You're Did the old one have a story mode? The one for the Game Boy Advance had a story mode. And as much as I kind of think tennis games are lame... The story mode for that game was kind of fucking cool. Hmm. But I'm so, a- like, a video for this, like, the story mode involves, like, you playing tennis against a giant piranha plant as Mario. As a boss against fight. Against a giant piranha? As a boss fight. Oh, God. I think that's kind of rad. Yeah. <laughs> Using its big flipper wing things as the paddle. I'm like, that's neat. I mean, it's clever, don't get me wrong. I'm just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. 
definitely a thing. I I guess to jump back to the women of SNK only fighting game, it is fan servicey as fuck. Like mostly this a direct showcase, like, huh. This isn't gonna be the slightly annoyingly kiddie platform that the Wii U that the Wii and the Wii U were like it's like this is gonna be a real platform. Like maybe Nintendo won't make dark gritty games, but like they're bringing Dark Souls to it. That's true. They're bringing a, I don't want to call it a for fan service only fighting game, but let, let's be blunt. It's that the, all the screenshots show off some lovely ladies in some very skimpy bikinis posing kind of thing as part of the game. So, and you can play dress up. So it's essentially the uh, beach volleyball uh, king of fighters. No, it's, it's not worse than the actual dead or alive games, I think. But it's definitely got some of that going on. You're not totally wrong. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's a, it, it's definitely a fan service game. Yes, but it's also <laughs> a real fighting game. It, like from a fighting yeah. game standpoint, it kind of looks cool. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to see the mechanics on it, so I'm curious to see. I did always like kind of the engine that SNK uses yeah. for their fighting games. Oh, it so. looks slick. It looks real slick. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's got some good movement, some good posing going on, some good supers. Like uh, one of the weird parts was in part of the street direct though they like hey a character from this game's in another game you can buy for the Switch right now and I'm like that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. The Switch has been this really interesting console. Yeah, I, I think I have to officially kind of eat crow on this one where I've been pretty vocal in my like I don't know how this is going to do and I don't think it's going to do well. I, I fully admit, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong at this point. Like, we're definitely trending in... The Switch is doing gangbusters. It, it, it is. Yeah. It, it didn't, didn't it make, like... It, it officially has sold outsold the uh, the Wii or the Wii U? Yeah, it's, like that? I think it's the fastest... It's the, for first-year sales, the fastest-selling console of all time or something, which, again, yeah. like, it's... That's fantastic. I I wish the Switch was a little bit better. And, like, people are like, oh, it's like the Wii. It's like, it's like the Wii. The Wii had an amazing first, second year. It had drastic shortages its first year, so stop measuring against it. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, no. But it's I, doing well. Yeah, and I think the most important thing to actually come out of all of this, it's kind of it's a weird little obscure detail that doesn't necessarily make the most sense on the on the surface. The first time in eleven years the Japanese console market has grown. Huh. And that's a really big deal, actually. And it's definitely due to the Switch. So I know at least me and Jeff are huge fans of Japanese games. And they were on a decline because console sales in Japan just weren't doing well. And like part of what makes Japanese games so much fun is they kind of make Japanese games for a Japanese audience. They're not necessarily made for everyone and there's a whole game market of indie stuff inside of Japan that never makes it out due to kind of questionable legality and like how actually publishable it is. And the Japanese game market's not super big into the PC gaming world. So a growing and thriving Japanese console market speaks to the health of the Japanese game industry in some ways, mm. which is a good thing. Cause I like that. I like that part of the industry. It brings me stuff like Persona Five. Persona Five is a good game. Too. It's, I mean, from what I've seen, it I brings you seen Persona. Too much of it, but yeah, yeah, it it brings you stuff like if the fact we're getting a Catherine remastered is fucking awesome. Is that the one with the guy who like 
climbs up yep. or climbs yep. up stuff in his dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a trippy game. My sister had that one. Yeah. I, oh, you'll be playing it in the near future. Oh, uh, the original or the remaster? Remaster. Or new. Okay. Oh, boy. I want to see what that new one's all about. Yeah. Moving on from that, uh, sadly, Jeff is not here to talk about this this week, but um, Tyler One, infamous super toxic player of League of Legends fan, is back in League of Legends, or officially yep. unbanned, and had yep. a, I guess, r- record-setting stream of some kind? Yes. Uh, he On his return, he broke about 38... Ugh, 380,000 active viewers on his channel at yeah. some point. And apparently it was so much that uh, the Twitch chat servers broke. Damn. And so, yeah. And so the only chat like channel that was working was Tyler ones. <laughs> Cause all the other ones were just so much, there was just so much traffic to his channel that I guess something with resources, the way it was handled, all the other chat servers crashed. And it's kind of funny considering the fact that he's back, that he actually overtook, Games done quick's uh, numbers for a while. He had more numbers than game, games done quick. The, the, the charity stream going on right now. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of interesting that uh, that dude had just a huge like on his return. Like that's just huge. That, I think that's actually a Twitch record too. Three hundred eighty thousand. Might be. Yeah, seems like a Twitch record. But yeah, legally legend player. He's back. Yeah, I. An end to a confusing saga. Let's see if he gets banned again. Yeah. Uh, we'll, kind of. Con- we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. He probably was trolling pretty hard in some ways. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, moving on from that, though, to some other slightly trolly shit, I suppose. Um, remember Cyber tw- Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, I've heard things, but it's, it's been awfully quiet for a while. Yeah, I... So, like, I think last week, me and Jeff were actually talking about Cyberpunk 2077 and further adding to our ability to invoke the dead and bring them back, apparently. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077's Twitter account tweeted the word beep. That's right. Yeah, I saw that. Fucking trolly-ass motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, and I love the fact that fucking Twitter blew up. Like, oh my god, is it happening? What's going on? That's the first tweet since 2013. Oh, good. <laughs> to be specific, great. 2000, uh, December 2013. I. We'll see if this means anything. I kind of am in the ballpark of, I think maybe their um, Twitter got hacked or something, but who knows? <laughs> I could be down for a new CD Projekt Red game, especially of that nature. I do love my cyberpunk, but yeah, for you cyberpunk fans out there, cyberpunk apparently lives. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just love that. You know what it reminds me of? What was it? There was another situation where they just randomly posted something like, oh my god, it's happening. Right. You'll be more specific. That happens enough. I don't know. I can't remember what game it was. I I, I forgot. But yeah, like the, just the random showing up. Hey, how's it going, guys? Like, oh my gosh, everyone loses their shit. Mm. I think I thought that was great though. The fact that it's just and it was just simple. It was just hey, beep. Yeah. I think it's supposed to invoke kind of that life sign thing of like 
Meep, boop. But I don't know. It's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Get hyped or don't. I don't care. Yeah, it, it'll try around the corner with that one pirate game we've been talking about for the last year. Or you've been talking about it longer. Sea of Thieves? There you go. I have that. Uh, you, you probably missed. I have the icon for that game sitting on my desktop background right now because I downloaded something from the Microsoft Store onto my computer. But when I click on it, it says it's too early for that. So I think I have some version of Sea of Thieves on my computer currently. Yeah, I remember you talked about that. Like, it just installed somehow? Oh, no, I installed it. Like, I bought it through the store, and it was like, hey, you can download this. And I'm like, but what does that mean? So now there's a Sea of Thieves launcher icon, like, just hanging out. And every couple of days I click it, I'm like, is it time yet? And it goes, no, it's still not time. (laughs) That's some next-level trolling on uh, Microsoft's part. It's a cool logo, so I'm kind of okay with it. But, yeah, it's like, why would you do this? Why? <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. Moving on from that, though, uh, we've got some PUBG news. Uh, kind of throwing it down, PUBG has published the drop rates for items from some of their loot boxes. That's pretty cool on there. Yeah. Part. Not much more to say on that. They say they're going to keep adding information as they add items and stuff like that. I guess the... Uh, the item with the lowest drop rate, I think, is like a leopard print bandana or something for your face, but I don't know. Uh, No, there's another one, I think. Leopard print has a, from what I'm seeing here, a 16% chance, or 0. 0.6, 0. 0.16, sorry. Um, The cloth mask that's checkered from the biker items. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you're right. The, the checkered mask and the sleeveless biker jacket have lower. Yeah, 0. 0.01 chance. Like geez, but at least you know the drop rates. I don't. I wonder if this is going to kind of set that trend because I know there's been such drama with loot box stuff recently and all that. That uh, that's gonna it's just gonna open up the 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 whole like well let's post what our rates are you know because obviously you had that scandal with like the loot boxes for uh, Battlefront two and what the chances were for that stuff, but you also have like a lot of other loot boxes that people don't know what the chances are. Yeah, or even with like Hearthstone packets and stuff like that. So. I think this is a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like this level of transparency. Yeah. So. I concur. Yeah. Thanks, PUBG. I think it's only progress. Um, Speaking of transparency, though, uh, let's talk about Destiny again. Huh. Uh, so Bungie's gotten out there and made a big sweeping statement that uh, lots of things are coming in the next season i guess or starting oh, i'll just read the bullet points starting january 30th you'll be getting masterwork armor and in addition to weapons uh, february is bringing us uh, a new strike scoring system which is the old strike scoring system from destiny one uh more mods we're getting text chat on pc uh, oh god you can finally see your fire team members on the map Finally, I extra vault space, multiple emotes, lots of quote other things fans have been clamoring for, including Iron Banner, a better Iron Banner, more rewarding end game activities. I in 2018 we'll see item collections and our item collections and records, basically a system they had in Destiny One, weapon slots and archetype improvements, 
additional Crucible playlists, example, Rumble, uh, better clan rewards, Masterwork Exotics, Pinnacle Weapons and Gear Improvements, Trials of the Nine Improvements, Shaders and Dismantling, uh, the Future of Guided Games, and an address to Solo vs. Fireteam Matchmaking. Hmm. See, when I, when I see that and I see they say the Future of Guided Games, they're going to make pickup groups uh, like the like the was it finding group system and wow it sounds like at least yeah. that's my first initial thought they kind of already have that it's just it's got some hitches to it where like it can take a while like we've you've only used it with me we've been looking for people to bring in as a third if you're yeah. that one person trying to find a group you have to sit at that loading screen you can't go in and yeah. play the game and it just you sit there and it can take a while yeah, that part is broken. Like, I can let me queue up for it, and then let me go do other things. Like, yeah, you literally have to sit there on that screen. Yep, that part sucks. Yep. So hopefully they address that. I think that's more important than, uh, you know, I, I guess changing it to where you have to all be in a clan because that's the other thing. You have to. You can't just have a friend who's in a different clan team up and then try to do guided games because they won't pick up a third. Yeah. You have to be in the same clan, which is I think stupid. But yeah. It is what it is, I think, at the end of the day. I... The thing that would get me to come back to Destiny kind of and be interested again was them saying, hey, all the shit in Destiny 1 we're bringing forward. So what would be the number one thing you'd want to bring from Destiny 1 over to Destiny 2? I want to say the weapon system. I think the correct answer is all of the... Um, all of the planet content, like I still don't get why the raids and the planets aren't in Destiny 2. The first DLC for Destiny 2 should have been bringing forward all of the locations in Destiny 1. Well, that could work on the consoles, but they've never done that stuff for PC. They have the assets, like I... That's true. It's they do have the assets, but implementing that is a whole other monster. I think. I, I to a certain extent, I, I, and I'm, I'm sure this is gonna be playing like the first piece of DLC for Destiny Two was bad. It was short. All Destiny DLC is short, though. So whatever. Like the first thing they should have done, and maybe you shouldn't have had to have paid for it. Maybe you should have. I don't know. Is bring all of the content from Destiny One, like. I don't care if the weapons come necessarily, but the fact that there are planets that I know exist in Destiny lore that I can't go to because they're not in this game is bullshit. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Like, and it's it's not like the game is that different. It's basically the same game at the end of the day. And it's like, oh, it's a different game. There's obviously some reusable assets. Just bring it forward. Like, you should have designed maybe Destiny 2 in a way that bringing Destiny 1 into it would have worked better. Like, it's... That would go so far to repairing the community issues with that game because, like, oh, shit, all of Destiny 1's back? Fucking awesome. Like, the raids don't even have to be worth doing. I just want to have the option to do them again. Hmm. Well, again, I, I can see that working on console, but adding all that functionality and everything back into PC, I sub like, I don't think it would work. It's not like they have, like, two different builds necessarily for PC versus console. They have one build, 
that then it could split off into console versus PC as they like run it through their optimization systems. Like the core of Destiny 2 is the core of Destiny 2. It's not like one computer contains Destiny 2 PC and one's Destiny 2 console. Like it's it's the same base code put through programs at the end. Like you're not developing that game on a console, you're developing it on a PC, which means if it works in a PC test environment and then you're porting it to a console cuz technically speaking, all console games are kind of ports. Mm. There's a version of Destiny 1 that runs on a PC, technically. I guarantee it. Well, when you put it like that, okay. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. All right. Like, yeah. The reason emulators work is because, technically speaking, all modern consoles are just really specified, optimized pieces of hardware. Mm-hmm. This is gonna sound dumb. Do you know what the process of taking a game to a console is? Uh, no. I it's so it, I'm gonna really simplify it, but like um, uh, programs like Unity literally have export settings for consoles. Like it's you export for the um Xbox, you ex like you you assign what certain things are as part of the program, and it kind of does it for you because it's built into the game or it's built into the program at that point. Hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's it's the it's the weird basis for like, well, why aren't there PC versions of everything? Because technically speaking, like every game is technically a PC game, unless you go back to like I don't way the fuck back when. And even then, I still think those things were technically coded on a PC or a comp- computer of some kind. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right then. It'd be nice to see it then. Yeah. If it's not that much work, I mean, I'll be. I obviously don't there's know. There's still going to be optimization that needs to be done, but yeah. I, and I'm not saying it's not work. It's just it's like that should have been a thing they should have fixed by now. And the fact they're not saying anything about it, it's like no. Bring it all the fuck back already, guys. But I digress. Yeah, I've got some quick CES news, I suppose. Uh, the big news out of it is the Razer mouse and the NVIDIA TV. Yeah, you brought the mouse to my attention. You want to talk about it some, Alex? Yeah, so Razer announced a new uh, a new mouse product that is both wireless and has no batteries. So let that sink in really quick. A mouse that is wireless but also has no batteries. And how do they do it? Uh, it's powered to the mouse pad, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I was about to say, I, it's not that's not not powered. It's the mouse pad is now the receiver and the power source. Yeah, which is kind of nifty because I mean it makes the mouse super light, which is I guess one of the things they're one of the perks they're kind of like pushing on it is that it makes the mouse way lighter than what a wireless mouse would normally be, and you still get that like razor esque performance, so to speak. Yeah, but yeah, it runs off the mouse pad, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I I guess it's like, I, I get the appeal of this. I really do. I'm not going to try and bash it at the same time. Like, when you say, oh, it's a wireless mouse that doesn't require power, this isn't what I'm envisioning when you say that. It's like, oh, shit, it's a mechanical mouse that somehow broadcasts. That's not possible. Oh, it requires a specialty mouse pad. 
Got it. Which means that's, if it's not on the mouse pad, it doesn't work. No, that's right. That's the only drawback. But it's still kind of cool. Like, they're kind of push. Like, that. that's, that's, I think it's pretty fucking it's cool not, and innovative for them to kind of do It's not that. cool. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean the price tag is a bitch though. I mean I think it's at two ninety nine. Everything Razor makes is a bitch price tag wise. Yeah, but this is especially a bitch. Like, fair. I mean it's new technology, but it's really out there. That's you know? fair. But it's CES. They always come up with ridiculous shit. I mean, you had CES really. How many how many TVs can we roll up and take home now? Like that was the theme this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's been the theme every year for the last. No, this years. this was the year of like rolling TVs. Like it was. Everyone had a fucking rolling TV. Yeah, I just remember hearing about that like a couple years ago as well. I'm like, oh, they have this one. Like, okay, that's cool. And then the following year, someone else has a roll up TV. But I guess more people are doing it now. I just don't feel comfortable rolling up my TV like a yoga mat and leaving. Like, this seems kind of odd. Yeah, it's you, a choice. What, what, yeah. But I mean, it is kind of cool. I will say, I thought it was kind of funny that, uh, I don't know if you heard, but they had a power outage at CES this year. I did, I didn't, it, yeah. You, you'd think, by now, they'd understand how much power gets drawn by that event, but who knows, maybe it was just some sort of freak occurrence, but I thought that was kind of funny that uh, Electronics uh, Expo lost power. Yeah, I think that thing's gone downhill ever since they stopped having it at the same time the Porn Expo was across the hall. Oh, that's right! It's not happening right now? They now happen on different weekends, like, or weeks. Ah, okay. As someone who's never been to either of them, I just always love the reporting where occasionally in the background of a shot, you'd like, wait, what the shit's going on over there? Oh, they're just doing uh, jello shots off a yeah. star booth. But, oh, okay. <laughs> Back I, to you, John. CES is such a dry and bland event. It was always kind of like the backdrop of, and across the convention hallway, there's the exact opposite. <laughs> well, now what they're doing is uh, people can take two weeks there instead of one, and so they stay for their CES and then stay for the porn convention. So it works out. That's not the same. <laughs> There's not enough... Say- uh, that's the issue. Like it's, They used to send crews out like from back when G4 existed to cover CES, and it was always obvious there wasn't a week's worth of shit to cover at CES. So every show that covered it would eventually be like, hey, and we're going over to the porn convention today because we have a week of content to fill. Well, CS is only like how many days? Four days, I think. Okay. And like only the first one really matters. All the other days are like, hey, we're bringing hoverboards back. No, we're not. They're still illegal. Yeah. I just thought there were some cool little things here and there coming out of there this year. Like the Razor Mouse, I think, really caught my attention. Yeah, I I suspect you don't pay attention to all of CES the way I do. I, as a recent homeowner, I'm always looking forward to what new bullshit innovations will exist in the world of fridges. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, CES is the source for um, truly worthless refrigerator technology. I will say there was something I saw at CES a few years ago that I thought was absolutely fucking worthless. All of and it? And it was... Uh, no, there was a, a flower pot that waters your flowers automatically. Yeah, that's that's some CES. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I just thought that was the dumbest thing ever because you just you still have to like fill it up with you're still filling something with water. It's not co- truly like you know you know no water you have to pour into it. So 
I thought that was a stupid thing of me be to be bitter about, but I just remember they have dumb shit like that at CES. That's most of CES. Like the stuff that you see on TV and shit isn't the majority of CES. CES is mostly people being like, so you put this thing on your wrist and it tracks how many steps you take. Like a Fitbit? Nah, it's totally different. How's it different? Um, it goes on your wrist this way. Like a Fitbit. No, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, I haven't checked. I, well, I've never been to a CES, but I like to go at least once. Once. Maybe one day once. I, we'll you see. have missed any reason to ever go to CES. <laughs> it's in a slow and steady decline. Mm. Is it like E3? Slow and steady decline? I. It's farther along down the path, so... Wow. My understanding is CES has sucked for a long time at this point. Huh. Like, even people that go to CES every year aren't happy to go to CES at this point. Because, like, it used to... Remember, it used to be the place that Apple would announce its big things, and now Apple just has its own convention. Like, if you look at CES and apply what what, what that thing kind of foreshadows for E3, E3 needs to change because it has to, like... You already have EA doing its own event. Like, it's the, what happens to E3 if Sony, EA, Microsoft, Activision, and Nintendo all are like, fuck this, we're just doing our own convention once a year. Hell, Sony's already technically doing that three times a year. That's right. Well, because you have, yeah, the Sony, whatever they call it. Like, that we did E3. Experience? This year we had E3, PSX, and... um what they did at Paris Games Week. I don't think the Paris Games Week thing will happen again, but, like, we technically had three major Sony events this year. That's true. Yeah. Oh. In a slight weird way, why the hell would they bother going to E3 anymore? They don't need to. I think it's the prestige at this point, but to be honest, I think they... I mean, some few of them have even grown it out, like you said, like Activision Blizzard. Blizzard doesn't even go to E3. They haven't been yeah. to E3 the last few years. They haven't been in a while, yeah. Yeah, because they have BlizzCon. Yeah, Activision still goes. But I don't think Act- Activision didn't even have a booth this year. They were, like, piggybacking on other people. Because it's like, fuck it, you want to show our games? Go for it. Hmm. Huh. I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. Yeah. How long until BlizzCon contains Activision stuff? Who knows? I bet you'll see some Destiny shit next year, for sure. I don't know. I, I generally don't know at this point. Would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either. I'm just... I, BlizzCon is so is so Blizzard-centric, and to a lesser extent, like so World of Warcraft-centric, because Blizzard only makes three games at this point, and one of them's the big one. I guess two of them are the big ones now, but no, they they've had they've all the BlizzCons have been pretty good about across the board about their stuff. Like, I mean, obviously, like StarCraft recently has been kind of snub, but they oh, I, I, I mean, from a making money for Blizzard, they have one giant cash cow now, kind of two, and they're really pushing that second one, not undeservedly so, but like it's it's Overwatch and World of Warcraft still. Oh no, there's that one more that's a huge cash cow. Hearthstone. Oh, yeah, I, told, I forget that's them. Yeah. I think of that I'm as like, part of WoW still, because it's kind of Warcrafty still. 
Well, yeah. It is totally separate, though. You are right. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's definitely one of their biggest cash cows for sure. I mean, so yeah, they're big. They're big pimp angle as far as like what product they're pimping out. Definitely Hearthstone, World of Warcraft, and uh, Overwatch for yeah. sure. But you know, Overwatch you don't really make as much money. I think Hearthstone you definitely do, and obviously WoW you do. But yeah, Overwatch the e- e- the esports is where they're gonna, they're going to make their money. We shall see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that about does. Uh, all, sorry, I forgot. There's also a NVIDIA TV coming out. I know that G Sync function that NVIDIA is always pushing with their graphics cards. There's got to yeah. be TVs with that functionality, so they'll look real pretty. Uh, there's the uh, NVIDIA TV that's a gaming space that's like a 65 inch monitor, which seems like a dumb choice, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be the big monitor version of their like current little NVIDIA Shield, right? No, it's just a TV. Oh, it's, it's just, just a screen. TV. Oh, okay. I think it's just a monitor, technically. I could have sworn they were talking about like pumping, pimping out that technology from their shield uh, to another, like a TV maker. Uh, there's NVIDIA Shield TV system. That's just NVIDIA Shield. Hmm. Like the NVIDIA Shield technically works on TVs. Okay. Well, that I mean, makes sense. It's like a little console based and it hooks directly up to it. Oh, okay. I could have sworn I also saw something about like. The shield stuff being loaned out to a big TV maker. Uh, they might be. They might be doing that too. It's a smart TV at that point. Like, yeah. Which that I figure that might have been with the angle they were going for, but I uh, could be wrong. But yeah, I did hear about this the, the G Sync stuff going out, which is kind of nice. I know. I think AMD already does all the free sync stuff for most monitors anyway. Yeah. Because you have well, essentially you have two. You have G Sync and Free Sync. So. Yeah. Okay. So I guess to clarify, I'm looking this up a little bit more. Thing I'm talking about is technically speaking, Nvidia did not announce a TV. They announced some giant ass monitors ah. made by Acer, Asus, and HP. That all have the same plugs on them and stuff. Okay, that 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 makes sense. The the G Sync thing. People always talk about how nice it is if you get a, you know, an Nvidia card with a G Sync uh, monitor. So it really shines. And it has so the further along with that, it has built into it a bunch of the. Nvidia Shield guts for the smart TV functionality. Mm. Maybe it's time to reconsider getting a Nvidia Shield. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Hey, it's got Nintendo games on it in China. What if I get a hacked one? <laughs> Guess that brings us to our main topic of this week, which is gonna be the Overwatch League Redux. Yeah. I guess for the uh, for loyal fans, we are back on the Overwatch League this time because it's actually happening, and it's not just me and Jeff being like this might not suck. So, you are a resident Overwatch fan, Alex. Uh, run us through it. Uh, so, long while ago, uh, Blizzard, or rather, uh, yeah, Blizzard announced this whole, like, we want to start an esports league, but we don't want it to be like MLG or any of those. Like, we want them to actually have teams, much like the NBA, the NFL, where they're associated with cities and other locations, and they're salaried players, like, with contracts and that whole thing, and this was the this was it this was the end release of what they were talking about. You've got I think was it 12, 13 teams right now. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, so uh, yeah, and they they've officially started their season, which is kind of cool. Uh, you had a couple matches I think uh, the tenth and then yesterday, but yeah, it's an official like league on Overwatch with actual like seasons they're gonna play out like. 
at the NFL. Like it's 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 we're, we've arrived. It's the future. No, of we haven't. No, we haven't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they uh, they ended up buying out some old studio uh, in Burbank, and that's where the Blizzard Center is, where they do all their esports events now, especially this uh, this league, which is pretty fucking cool, I have to say. But yeah, it's 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 essentially this this whole new like thing, and it's the next step in esports because also Riot has been doing a similar thing they're ramping up to do right now. Like, to actually make cities that have their own teams and all that stuff. As opposed to, like, oh, the sponsor just has a team. Like, no, it's like the Los Angeles Valiant, uh, obviously Boston Uprising, Shanghai Dragons, and stuff like that. So, and, and that's the thing, too. It's a world league. It's not, like, a a specific league to, like, the United States. Well, so, so you've got... And this is where I'll throw in my, we haven't arrived yet, because all those teams play in L.A. Well, they all play in L.A., but they're from... Their respective. No, they're area. not. Well, they're supposed like in terms of the teams. None of the, the Philly team lives in Philly. What? Get out of here! Most of the teams do not live where the places they're representing. The Philly team had issues with people not being able to get in the country because of visa issues. Really? Yeah. I have you not looked at the roster for this? None of these people, for the most part, live in the towns they represent, except L.A. and Korea. Well, I mean, where are their home bases, though? Like, when they play, like, they don't just go no. to, like, really? Oh, well, that's kind of weird, pr- There's lots of stuff out there that basically says none of the people on these Overwatch teams except the LA teams ha- or the Korean teams have been to the cities they represent. Huh. Okay, that kind of changed things up a little bit. Yes. I could have sworn they were from, like, or at least they are playing to represent their respective city, and they, they would go there, and that's where, they like, they are they're... representing those cities, but, like, they are, they are not necessarily even from the country that city exists in. Huh. All right, well, then we haven't arrived yet. All right, fine. No, we have not <laughs> arrived yet. But yeah, it's supposed to be like based off of the head setup in terms of like the NBA or the NFL, where they have cities with teams that are contracted, so to speak. But I mean, it kind of makes sense because I don't think you know you had you have like people like LeBron who were obviously from Cleveland, but he played for Miami for a while, so that kind of thing. But I figured they would actually like go back to their hometown at some point and like train there and then fly over to compete or something. That's what I was thinking. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying. Okay. No, it, it's. I personally think it should be forced to travel. I know it's that it doesn't do that. Like I, uh, okay. Like let's let, let's run down this one quickly. So the Boston team consists of a guy from. Yeah, yeah. No one from Massachusetts at all. <laughs> the closest one might be uh. Dream uh, Dreamcaser. Who's from Hemet, CA? It contains a guy from Russia, a guy from Korea, a guy from whatever country ET is, um, Ethiopia maybe, mm-hmm. and a California dude. Yeah, one guy from Texas. No one even from Massachusetts. Um, Dallas Fuel also contains no one from Texas. <laughs> That's kind of trippy. Um, how do they not? Uh, mm, well. I don't, my my worldview of it is shattered. The LA Valiant only contains two guys from California. 
Actually, let me confirm that. I might be reading this wrong. Nope, they're from Canada. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. One guy from New York. Oh, my God. Oh, no, two and one guy from California. Chino. Damn it, Overwatch. This has already ruined it for me. Yeah, going back to Boston Uprising, we have one guy from the U.S. It's the guy from Texas. I was wrong. I thought CA stood for um, uh, California. No, it stands for Canada. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, it's cool to think about cities from all over the world, though. I just kind of wish they would actually play from like that area or something. Don't disagree. Yeah, because, I mean, you have places like London, Seoul, Shanghai. They're all part of it. Which is kind of fucking cool. I, yes, I. It's sorry. This is me just poking holes in your like. We've arrived. It's like no, they're all getting shot in Los Angeles. Well, I know they're getting shot in Los Angeles because they're the only place that have an actual like place for it. I don't think. Uh, like I, I don't think any of these other cities have a dedicated location like Blizzard has in Burbank. They could have set one up. They could do something. It's not like these places are devoid of sports casting. Well, it's true, but, I mean, studio space, yeah. It's not like these places are devoid of broadcast television. Huh. Now, here's the thing. What would make it... Okay, so, since we said we we haven't arrived yet, what else do you think, in your opinion, would make it that it would, like, it's arrived? It's a thing now. If the Boston Uprising is playing the Houston Outlaws, they're either in Houston or Boston. So, physical location. Yeah. Even though it's an eSport. Is that kind of a deciding factor, though? Like, that has to be set in stone? I'm sorry. I live in L.A. and still root for primarily Boston sports teams. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, of course. Because I LA, grew up in Boston. Yeah. I, I only care about the Boston Uprising because they're from Boston. I like the Houston Outlaws because I think their color school and logo is bitching. But, uh-huh. I, like, why do you like the L.A. teams? Well, because it's the Los Angeles. Bingo. Teams. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, oh, because, I mean, they're the L.A. team, they're representing L.A., that they happen to have the advantage of having the physical location, but... I'm not saying they should... I'm not saying it's not a good at first outing, but, like, it arrives when I can go to... If I'm living in Boston... This is going to sound weird, because I don't like this about living in L.A. I want to be like, man, I can't go watch the Boston Uprising. Why? They only play in L.A. four times. Mm Got to plan my schedule around seeing those guys. They should also kind of, you know, live where they're representing. That part I kind of like. Uh, I'll give you that. I'll that give you that. The goes living hand in hand with playing the games there. Like, imagine how fucking weird it would be if the L.A. Dodgers played in, uh, I don't know, San Francisco, but never actually in L.A. But they were the L.A. LA Dodgers still. That's okay. I, That's I, my I, point. Does it really make a difference, though, if it's, if it's like a physical team as yes. opposed to like an eSport? I'm sorry, are these real people? Can I go watch uh, them really play? Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> What's the point of Evo? To play in Evo or to go to Evo? Uh, to go to Evo. Bingo. All right, all right. I can see where you're going with that. All right. I will say, though, I went with LA by default. I will say that I do like uh, teams from other places, and I will definitely switch to them if I'm you know, impressed by that fair weather fan. No, 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 no. I, I dude. Okay. Basketball wise. I've been a Utah jazz fan for several years. 
even though they're pretty. You just said sometimes. you're going to change teams when one is better than the other. That's the I definition said if I of a fair enjoy, fan. If I enjoy watching them play, fair. they don't necessarily have to be. They don't necessarily have to be like winners. Like I'm not going to be all of a sudden. Well, you know, LeBron and the the Cleveland uh, Browns are doing really good. I'm going to switch over to the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry, the Boston Uprising has shitty colors and didn't do super great, as I understand it, and a worse logo and a, a awful name. But they're the Boston team, so I'm in on them. My backup is Houston because I actually enjoyed watching them play. But if it's Houston versus Boston, Boston all the way, baby. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with LA for now until I see another team that I really enjoy. You live in LA. You should go with LA. Yeah, that's where I'm going with it. It was a default choice. It wasn't a like, oh man, well, yeah, immediately LA right off the bat. And now no, you're stuck I... with it. No. I'm allowed to have other favorites. Like for football, I hate both of the LA teams. Because they're not really from L.A. Well, it doesn't matter. They, they play yes, for L.A. And they live here. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. Well, people are Dodgers fans. The Dodgers are never originally from L.A. Yeah, but they play here now. Yeah, they do. And they're a staple of L.A. culture. I wouldn't say the Rams or the Chargers or either of those yet. Well, they might be because they're new. I mean, technically, I guess the oldest L.A. team we have before was like, what, the Raiders? Wait, the Rams were an L.A. team before, And though. we got rid of them. Uh, well, yeah. But yeah, the Rams were an L.A. team before. <clears throat> so, I don't know. But that again, that, that's a whole other situation here. But I don't know. I, I kind of like this whole thing. I, I'd love to see how this expands eventually. Yeah, it's so uh, uh, as is well documented on this podcast, I do not care about Overwatch. But even I watch this. I'm like, no, the production value... It was fun to watch. The commentary was decent. Uh, none of the teams seemed especially overpowered. Like it's, it's Overwatch at that high level you hear exists. But in my case, I have no interest in tracking down. But because it was kind of presented in this very broadcast friendly approach, I dug it. Yeah, I have to agree. They did make it really easy to kind of just like check it out and jump into it. It's, 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 it's a lot. It's really fun, and I think it's really great to watch some of these guys like in their element. It's fucking phenomenal to watch what they some of the plays these guys pull off. Did you catch some of the dumb arena stuff they had going on? Like there was a ring in the ceiling that changed color as they um, grabbed control points. Well, they do that. Yeah, they modified some of the maps to go with their colors because if you notice, all their characters like glow the color representing their team. Yeah, and they all they actually just release skins for them too. Like yeah, it's we, we talked about this a while back, and I mean there was like, there was a physical thing in the ceiling of the of the um, arena. That changed color depending on how they were controlling. Like it slowly mixed to match control point uh, capture. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's a nice presentation. Yeah, there's definitely like a special client or something they're running for those stuff, like those things, because you can definitely see a lot of the stuff you normally couldn't spectate, be able to see. But they did. I remember them talking about how they have new spectator controls they've been working on for the Overwatch League that they'll later on release for the public in terms of spectate. But. Uh, because the current spectating mode for Overwatch fucking sucks. Yeah, like Dota 2 has some aggressive uh, stuff for their international. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it looks really good. I mean, I like the commentators. None of them are super annoying. Uh, but, yeah, the production value is to the roof. And I, I I saw they were really trying to do that. Like, so-and-so player has this, you know, percentages doing this or this, in this mode kind of thing. Give you the little, like, little stats. Yeah, I... It, it, it was I, when me and Jeff talked about this, like it was exactly what I wanted. Where it's like, no, no, 
don't comment this like an esports thing. Comment this like some shitty Madden hosting some football stuff. Like I want to know the bullshit sports facts. I want those weird numbers that don't mean anything. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I, it, I like it. <laughs> it was fun. I I was pleasantly surprised by it, given all the drama that happened, kind of leading up to it. I was expecting it to be a little bit more than a train wreck. The I, I want to call it like the coverage reception, like the number of sports blogs writing about it is kind of like, yeah, this didn't actually suck. It's been kind of refreshing as opposed to, ew, esports. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. And here's, I think, another dividing point when it comes to it. This is only streaming online. This is not yeah. streaming on a television right now. So ESPN2 or any of those haven't picked it up yet. So does it become more of a real, like, common, I guess, sport kind of feel to it if it starts broadcasting on actual TV? Yes. Who do you think would be the first to pick it up? I, ES, I mean, ESPN, of course. but I think ESPN, if they're smart, I, it's... I know it's a me issue, and I'm sure you youngsters that are big into the YouTube and the Twitch scheduled stuff, getting me to tune in every single time someone broadcasts is hard. I like catching stuff in post, but, like, if it's on TV, I'm more okay with that. Like, I I think when it's, like, I think when the recaptures of it start showing up on, like, Hulu and I can catch, like, the highlight reels on something else, that's when it's made. It doesn't really matter where it is. So long as I can catch like a summary of it somewhere else, because I don't want to watch all the teams, but I wouldn't object to, like a half hour roundup of it. Well, that's true. Um, how long? Well, based off of just kind of timelines in general and how they're going to push this, how long do you think you see this on a TV uh, at a Buffalo Wild Wings kind of thing? Um, how receptive do you think people? And, and not like for a specialty night, but it's a it's a regular tune-in thing. I think that I don't know because. Again, a lot of the kind of like news coverage of this was about how many like bars and college towns were just straight showing the matches. That's true. But that I was mean, that was also opening night, I guess. Like I, it's I don't know. I think it could go I think it could go either way. Like there's a bar near my apartment that instead of TVs, they just show Twitch streams. Like they were showing lots of PUBG last time I was in there. Just really? for the hell of it. Yeah, like that's what they do instead of normal TV stuff. That's actually kind of fucked up. Yeah, cool. I, it sucks when the streamer does their streamer stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm going to drink my Monster Energy drink now. But, yeah, like it, I, I, I live in Los Angeles. Alternative themes to bars entertainment exist. Like, I, I think Buffalo Wild Wings will probably do it sooner rather than later because I think they do League and um, the International. Like, I think they did a... They fucking had a tie-in with Titanfall at one point. Like, they're savvy-ish. Mm-hmm. We're not idiots. I, I, I would definitely yeah. go to a bar to go watch an esports event. Yeah, I, I think to a certain extent I would too. Look, if I could watch Evo at a bar, I would go to a bar to watch Evo. I can't reliably do that, but well, you can watch some of Evo that's at a bar, the ESPN Center, and that's just the last <laughs> day. I, I, I care less and less about the last. I want the Tekken Finals, and if they're doing KI, I want the KI Finals. Like I. I don't care about Street Fighter at this point, but we're losing our point. Like it's, I think you're on the path. I think bars that are kind of savvier might be smart enough to start showing this. I think the better question is, when is it the main TV in a bar? I'd say that heavily depends on how this season does. Like If the, if the viewership numbers for this were high, if the viewership numbers remain high, that means ESPN, which is having issues kind of 
gaining or maintaining a, a viewer base is going to go, oh, maybe we should pick this up. Mm. And I, not to say like bar owners are stupid and lazy, but the process of hooking up a device to stream to a TV, it's not hard. It's a little more effort than maybe the average person wants to put in, though, too. Like, you and I live very charmed lives where we have computers hooked up to TVs. Yeah. It's not hard, but it's definitely not for everyone. The, the, the PC living room lifestyle is a lifestyle that you, like, I didn't even do until I built a new monster gaming PC. And then it was, I have this giant TV for a screen. Let's just use that. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, still, it's pretty exciting times. I yeah, have to say. I think it's cool. I wish it was a game I liked more than Overwatch, but oh, it, it's a start. We're getting there. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I was hearing whisperings of like I guess there's an esports plan they're putting together for PvP and WoW as well. So would not be surprised if they start, yeah. start kind of pushing that later on. Does that get the following Overwatch does? Uh, WoW Arena PvP does. Not Fair. like I don't think at the level of Overwatch does, but I know it's really watched when they do uh, BlizzCon Fair. and other like arena tournaments. It's pretty out there. I guess in those cases, I'm always curious what "watched" means. Where it's like, oh, lots of people that are already watching BlizzCon totally stay watching this, or like, hey, people tune in specifically for this. Yeah, I think more people are easy, more likely to watch Overwatch though, just because it's easier to follow than World of Warcraft yeah, PvP I, is. I think. I, 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 last time we talked about this, I kind of said something along the same line of, like, Overwatch is a relatively simple game to understand what's going on. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Well, it's 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 here. I'm excited. Yeah. Like I said, uh, actually, as of recording this podcast, there's actually another round of games going on today, too, so I'll probably watch those at some point today. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 big. It's it's the first step, I think. It's to kind of get towards that. And like I said, we already have other other companies that are following suit because I know Riot is restructuring their esports league to match something like this, pretty much. So that's big as well. And obviously, Riot is way more watched. I think. Uh, yeah. Online, anyway. So hell, I worked one of their load-ins for their finals at the Staples Center. Yeah, they they do things. Yeah, and considering they've already been doing worldwide stuff as well, like. To actually see them structure a league would be pretty cool. Yeah. A League of League of Legends, if you will. I think it's called League of Legends at that point. <laughs> but it's a League of League of Legends. Uh, you know, double <laughs> L-O-L. Good old double L-O-L. Uh, L squared yeah. Esports. Yeah, I, I, we, we live in interesting times, both good and bad. It's neat to see this. I think it could go. I I generally think it could go somewhere. The broadcast was a lot better than I expected to be, and it was fun, which it I was. Wasn't, I I really wasn't expecting it to be because I don't care about Overwatch. I the thing I kind of was harping on with Jeff was they have to find a way to make this matter to someone like me who's like, oh, I understand Overwatch. I just don't care. No, these are good matches. He's like the, the commentating is good. Yeah, because it explains like you know what's going on. I think though, yeah, I I think I do think it kind of speaks volumes that for somebody like you who doesn't like Overwatch, you were still okay with watching. Yeah, I, I tuned in because I was curious. I stayed watching because it was like, eh, I'm watching this. Might as well see what goes on. Like I the I think it's the Soul versus um Houston match that was nuts. Mm. 
Like, that was some nail-biter shit. I'm like, this is entertainment. I could watch this again. Not all the matches were that good, but that one was solid. Yeah. Which I think, like, it it comes down to that thing with, like, 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 a sport. Like, you're actually watching a sport. You don't have to completely know the sport in and out to sit down and watch it and enjoy yeah. it. Like, I mean, I know football kinda, but like, I don't have to like really know football to know that the Super Bowl is fun to watch. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's that's the one thing that like Overwatch kind of has to kind of push. And I think the fact that for you as someone who doesn't like Overwatch so much was still okay with watching it speaks volume as to like maybe how the a normal non like Overwatch player or anything like that can can still get pulled in and watch and enjoy it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting times. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what other stuff takes off this year with that kind of stuff. Maybe this does really well and you see other games do it. Yeah. I, I, I always think of like, what game would I want to see an eSport of? And I can never come up with one. Well, I mean, I always love watching Street Fighter and all that stuff, but that's because I'm biased towards fighting yeah. games and I enjoy them. I wouldn't I object suck at to them. that. Yeah, like I admit, I am not the best, or I'm pretty shitty at fighting games. But man, do I love fucking watching Street Fighter finals sometimes, or like Marvel finals. Which, by the way, Marvel finals have kind of been fun. So I know I since we talked about eating crow on certain things, I'll say I definitely have to eat crow on the uh, on Marvel Infinite. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like maybe I don't enjoy the game itself personally as a player, but I will say I really enjoy watching some of these players do what they can yeah. in that game. So I will I will officially admit I'm eating crow on that one, yeah. and then of course you have uh, Dragon Ball Fighters coming out soon too, so that'll be fun to watch. Oh, uh, that'd be so fucking weird to watch on TV because if it's you tap in the right time, I don't remember when Frieza fought Cell. Oh, this is the game. <laughs> this is the game. That's right. <laughs> Next week on Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Oh, new season. Yeah. Well, I wonder if this also give rise to some more barcades in general then, because I... it'll be more video game centric. So the the place near me that has the um that does the Twitch streaming stuff is not a barcade. They have no arcade equipment. They're just a bar, and they just show and they just show Twitch stuff. It's 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 got a gamerly name to it, I guess. Like as someone who really hates the barcade, courtesy of LA, like barcades in concept are great. LA has the worst implementation of them possible. They do, yeah. I, they're so fucking douchey here. I went to one in Florida. That I'm like. This place doesn't suck. I can dig it. Yeah, I went to one in Memphis when I was down there for uh, a trip. And they had a really, like, they had a pretty cool barcade. Like, it was in a warehouse stuff. They had a bunch of sofas. It, was very, it very much felt like a like an actual, like, lounge bar. But yeah. they had just giant TVs where you could just rent consoles and play. Yeah. It was the, pretty fucking I, cool. I should probably say their name. The place I'm talking about is Guildhall, I think, or something. And, like, okay. it's, it's just a bar. It's just a normal-ass bar. They have like some gamer tie-in stuff there, but for the most part, it's just a bar. That's pretty fucking and cool. And it's pretty okay that way. It's a nice bar. Like, I guess a bunch of game devs hang out there every once in a while, but like, it's a bar first and not like some gamey, kitschy thing. It's like, no, nah, we have some gaming theming and we have like some art stuff, but no, we're just a bar. That's pretty cool. It reminds me of, uh, well, that's, and it's not exactly a bar because I don't think you get alcoholic beverages, but. Uh, oh, what's it called? The Game House, whatever? The the board game place? Oh, yeah, ga- uh, Game House, yeah. There you go, yeah. That place is also pretty cool, and it was very much, like, more centered on that. But, yeah. Yeah. It's just, they're, they're kind of a thing now, and I hope they get a lot bigger, because I look forward to, like, trying to go to a local bar, and, you know, oh, this is a, you know, 
Sports bar, and they're showing Overwatch on the screen. What the shit are they yelling about? Dude, it's Boston versus Philly, a rivalry that dates back five years. Wyoming <laughs> Rodgers, the sport's only been around for five years. Oh. Yeah, exactly. It'll, it'll be cool to see where it goes. I, I like how this is starting off so far, and I think if anybody's going to do it, I think Overwatch and like Riot doing League of Legends to kind of push it, yeah. two different genres, I don't will disagree. be good. So, who knows? <laughs> We'll see. As I am prone to saying, it will be it will be what it is. Yeah. Also, uh, go Valiant. I can't wait to have people sitting in the same room having rivalries for teams. That'll be pretty fun. I can't wait for the first bar fight over teams. Yeah, that will make. That's when you know you've arrived. <laughs> that, that, that not the locations, not the whole live stream on TV. It's when you have a bar fight over your teams. When we're all sitting around talking about how shitty the Philly Overwatch fans are. Like, oh, you heard someone got stabbed at an Overwatch game? Yeah, it was probably a Phillies fan. <laughs> oh, they, they probably did the stab. Like, when they reach other Philly-level sports where it's like, it's like, in other news, Philly, still terrible sports fans. We're like, oh, yeah, they're bad in Overwatch, too. I heard they once, like, griefed a guy and DDoSed his house. Yeah. Oh man, that that okay, fine. That's the marker of when we made it. So, did you hear the story about the Phillies fans that kicked the shit out of the Boston Uprising fan because he went into their bar with his kid and they were wearing Boston Uprising shirts? Yeah, brutal man. That's when you know you've made it. <laughs> yep, looking forward to that. Can't wait till that happens. All right, we've got a new marker on the sand for that. When Philly people kick other people's asses for wearing the wrong shirts, the official measure of sports. Oh, yeah. The Dodgers special, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Yeah. We've got our marker, Charlie. What a marker it is. <laughs> Indeed. You got anything more profound to say on this topic, or should we leave it at that incredibly bizarre no, note? I think we said all we needed to say on it. I mean, I'm good it with is that. what it is, and it's, it's new and growing, so we'll just kind of run with it and go from there. I'm good with that, so... It's going to bring our podcast to a close. Um, sometimes we have a listener email to deal with right now, but this week we don't. But Alex, if they wanted to get in contact with us, how would someone that wished to contact us do that? All right. So what you would do is you would contact Jeff. And Jeff only responds to uh, telegraphs and especially the singing telegraphs and also uh, smoke signals. So and candy grams. Signal- don't forget candy grams. And candy grams, yes. So what you do is you get a candy gram from your local school and you direct it directly to Jeff. I, do you know what a candy gram is? No, that's the one that they would bring in like during the holidays at schools, right? Where you pay like five dollars. No, are we confusing candy grams? Candy gram is when some creepy older dude like delivers sweets. At make a message or something. You do not go to a school to get no candy grammar. Maybe you oh. do, but we're confusing candy grams all together. Then a high school candy gram. This is some <laughs> okay. sad old dude who's trying to save his candy business. Okay, no, I went somewhere completely different with it, but okay. Well, uh, otherwise, just uh, contact Jeff. He'll come up with an even crazier scenario where we don't confuse the terms, and uh, yeah, then we'll eventually get it. I think. No, we we no, you fail this week. <laughs> I'm not this. That's not my shtick. Uh, this is Jeff's shtick. Ah, uh, 
<laughs> Consequently, you can also contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? Can you not can you Wicked get your aw- bit right correct? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spell as it sounds, down the show notes, etc. etc. Before we close out this week, though, I was on another podcast as a guest. It was the um Pop Cult Net Podcast. I talk about Star Wars in great detail. It's about a half hour long. It's a new podcast. If you're curious what I think about Star Wars and obsessive nerd detail, go find them. They're on Stitcher and other places. Fine podcasts are hosted, purveyed. I don't know. I've lost myself on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the hiatus of content will continue. We actually have a couple things on YouTube I may start releasing in slow trickle sensation because I do not have a place to record right now because boxes. Streams with Alex hosting may return soon, though, so keep an eye out for that, I guess. Yeah, especially, I mean, with the... With the new WoW patch coming out, yeah. we're definitely going to have a lot some content to do with the whole new leveling experience. Does that so the patch unlocks the new leveling stuff, right? Yes, it's supposed to redo the entire leveling system revamp, and it's a uh, well, patch, it's to it. not expansion, correct? Yes, it's a patch, awesome. and it's not even it's not even a pre-expansion patch. It's a patch for this expansion. Okay, so it's like because what they what they what they'll do is the the big content patches they have, they do like two or whatever, and then you have one big pre-expansion patch which sets up any of the mechanical stuff for the new expansion when it rolls out um but yeah the new this new patch is going to be 7.3.5 and that'll be a lot of uh the leveling revamp stuff and apparently rumored but not confirmed allied races some of them four out of six of them so yeah a lot of content when the new uh new patch hits it'll be a party Yep. Yeah, look out for streams. We will be back with a vengeance, though, once I'm up and running again. Um, that's looking like it will probably be sometime in February at the earliest, but we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, keep listening to this. This will keep going because it takes far less computers to make happen. Yep, and I can do it from the comfort of my home. That, too. There are so many boxes in my apartment currently. I can imagine. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that uh, does it for this. You got anything else you want to pimp? Uh, No, other than uh, just, yeah, keep an eye out for stream stuff. Obviously, if you want to follow any of my social stuff, uh, Mave Online across the board, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, try to be a little more active with my social media accounts because they've kind of been quiet this last month. But I kind of wanted to take uh, December for me. And, obviously, I was out of town as yeah. well for a while. So, yeah, getting, getting back into the... Uh, the swing of things so more streams in the near future especially just for me in general and you can find me on mave online across all the streaming platforms so mixer twitch youtube gaming even periscope Ooh, periscope yeah <laughs> i think that about does it you want to close this out yeah i'll close i'll close out I, I i'll promise i won't screw this one up ready ready cue the metal. <laughs>